0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with Kr, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh, glad to see you here, and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 158 of this podcast. And it is 33 minutes past 4 p.m. right now, and uh, I'm feeling extremely productive today, which is why you are getting this episode uh, earlier than usual. So I'm glad that I'm feeling productive because, you know, early recording and early publishing is a better for you guys, of course, but it's also much, much better for me, because I get the rest of the day to do whatever I want. And uh, who doesn't like that uh, freedom, right? So anyway, uh, let's get started. But before that, make sure that you are listening to this episode at a speed you are comfortable at. I personally prefer 2x but a lot of people are saying that 1.5x is uh, is where it's at pretty much so you should probably try that out and I mean this is probably not even relevant right now because a lot of a lot of you guys have been listening since a few weeks at least and since I repeat this at the start of every episode I'm assuming that by now the speed the playback speed settings are already uh, defaulted in your uh, you know, whichever app you use to listen to the podcast. So I'm hoping that this point completely becomes moot eventually. Uh, But until it does, I'm going to keep on mentioning it every single time. Anyway, though, without any further digressing and beating around the bush, let us get started. The markets witnessed what I would call um you know more of a negative ish side but at the same time i really don't think that this was as negative as it could have been and if you're wondering why if you're curious about why i feel that way just wait for um wait for the next segment or the, ne- the or the segment after that and you'll find out for now, though, let's talk about the snapshot, the exchange-wide summary of the market, and we are looking at market cap falling quite a bit. I'm assuming that the market cap that we spoke about yesterday was, in some way or the other, flawed. And uh, again, it was from NSE's website directly, but I think there was some, some uh, you know, inconsistency with the data being reported there because. The number can't be this lower compared to yesterday, despite the fall. Interestingly, though, today as well, FIs and DIs both are on the buying side 355 crore for the FIs and 1700 crore for the DIs. 0.64 is the AD ratio, 697 advances with 1089 declines, uh, which is all right, it's not too bad. As far as the broad market indices go, we are looking at A mostly negative picture here, Uh, you know, whether we look at small caps, mid caps or Nifty as a whole, uh, it appears like mid caps were the worst performers. And uh, of course, Nifty 50 was the worst one. But after that, mid caps took uh, the biggest hit of them all. And uh, small caps reasonably well, especially compared to what we have been seeing in the past with small caps. So that's something interesting to see. Uh, Sectoral indices, all of them performing very poorly. The worst performer, financial services, followed by... No, the worst performer was royalty, followed by financial services, followed by private banks, and then finally auto. Uh, Nifty Bank is here as well, but it's, it's somewhere in the middle, of course, when PSU banks and private banks both do not do particularly well. Uh, we can't really expect nifty bank to do well either i think nifty bank all of its um, components and underlying stocks were all down so that is something to note and looking at the most active active equities here just just to see how things are idea is here, iaccess bank is your sbi so a few very commonly known stocks tata motors down 3.25 percent it's at 68 rupees right now and uh, you know my views on tata motors but i i so i typically talk very positively about tamo in case you haven't listened to any episodes in fact i remember doing one entire episode on tata motors uh, effectively but this time i have something which is not so positive to say about tata motors because uh, the thing is i i i was going through this news report uh, which i'm sure you must have seen as well over the weekend that they are basically um making their vehicle, private vehicle business into a subsidiary of sorts. And the reason that they had given is such a load of crap. Basically they said that it's to foster strategic alliances and synergies and all the other buzzwords that uh, these management people typically tend to use. And I had tweeted this as well, albeit on my personal account, not on my Twitter, you know, markets Twitter account, because I typically keep the subjectivity on my personal account in case you were wondering why that is. So, considering that, I really did not like how they are giving such vague reasons, especially because the terminology being used is not something that common folk are acquainted with. Um, in fact, anyone is not really acquainted with what they have said because. Literally, it it gives you zero specificity on how on what exactly is the rationale behind it, and I understand that they can't really reveal everything. Uh, but at the same time, when when you are shareholders of uh, that institution, when when you are technically the owners of that company, part owners of that company, you deserve to know why they are making such a massive change. And uh, of course, it might be possible that I haven't got that piece of information. They might have already announced it in some newspaper or something, if it's required by law. But at the same time, if if, you know, someone who is in the auto industry and someone who's extremely fond of cars and Tata Motors in general, if he hasn't heard of it, then it's highly unlikely that the average Joe would have heard of it, which is why I'm not really a fan of uh, that stock at the moment. I feel that what is going on right now they could have been much clearer about that and as a result um you know they're they're trying to get in that extra ambiguity which is not really required i think if they just be straightforward with what is happening it'll be far better even if in the short term the stock price takes a hit it's just more transparent and that's how things should be in my opinion but anyway uh i think that's a three-minute rant on tata motors uh moving on though 52-week highs and lows. We are seeing 9 stocks making highs. Abbott India is here. Abbott, I think, uh, there is chatter on them doing something related to coronavirus, which is why we're seeing an 8.72% increase for Abbott. We are also seeing GK Wire and Ruchi Soya on this list. Once again, we are also seeing Power India on this list. And uh, a a few ETFs here as well. Gold ETFs and GSEC. <clears throat> GSEC ETFs, so that's something to look at as far as the lows are concerned. um Not a lot of very common lows. We're seeing Coffee Day here, Commons India as well, and a few other, you know, relatively common ish stocks. Imami is here as well. Aisha Motors is surprisingly here. So, we've seen, we've heard of these stocks, and they are here. Um, making new lows so that is something to see jubilant is here as well so looks like a lot of more well-known stocks uh, fell today cholam chola mandalam financial holdings is here so a lot of mid caps i think are included in the 52 week lows for the day as far as the larger deals are concerned ible housing finance and such i thought this is outdated data all right so i don't think this is relevant at all to us so I can just skip that. Coming to crude, though, um, I, I I heard that crude went below... <clears throat> my voice just came out. I heard that crude went below 20 per barrel or something. I got a Twitter notification on that. But I, as I can see from here, it's down 5.58% for approximately both WTI and Brent. So it's at 20.31 for WTI, 26.34 for Brent. So not really sub-20 levels, but really... Um, a considerable decline from what we saw last week, at least. So uh, that is crude. And again, we've spoken about this before crude, a lot of people are speculating that it's going to go down further. And uh, you can read tons of articles on that. I recommend you do that instead of listening to me because I'm not the most aware person as far as crude is concerned. I'll be very honest. Uh, so that is crude dealt with as far as usd inr is concerned we are looking at it hanging in the air in the middle of that gap and it opened gap up almost above yesterday's high and it's at 75.57 right now i think it's still trading right now so uh, the prices are live i believe so that is what we are seeing with uh, usd inr it's it's still in the air i as i've said you know these few initial few days at least i think till the stimulus package is announced and at least for a few days or for a few weeks till the macro data also starts coming and i think till that time uh, fx is going to be reasonably volatile if not very volatile so uh, make sure that you are on your feet and you are very alert if you are into fx even the least bit as far as the global indices are concerned as of 4:44 p.m On 30th March, uh, it's almost an all negative thing except for DAX, which is just one point positive. Apart from that, every single thing is down. SGX Nifty is fairly flat, just 27 points down. NASDAQ is down quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, Straits Times is down also quite a bit. So overall, flat to negative uh, is the outcome that I'm seeing from the global indices. Now, let's talk about the Indian indices. So, Nifty closed at 8,281.1. It's around 379 points or 4.38%. Made a high of 8576. Took resistance from 8,500 levels though. As a result, we are seeing it settle at just under 8,300 levels. At the same time, this also tells you that what uh, what the support level 8300 was in the past has now become a reasonably strong resistance. Uh, in fact, 8400 was also a very good support, but that failed very, very quickly and abruptly. It was a very swift shot, but we'll speak about that in, uh, in a bit when we speak about the intraday moves of Nifty and Bank Nifty. For now though, the ADR of Nifty was, um, where is it? 12 advances and 38 declines, which is not really a good ratio. A few well-known stocks in the gainers list, which is good. Sipla leading the pack. I'm assuming that this is something related to coronavirus or the testing kits of of sorts. Tech Mahindra is here as well. Nestle is here as well. Nestle, I think it's because of all those people stocking up on Maggie, uh, which which is almost a trending thing on Twitter. Everyone's thanking Nestle for Maggie and understandably so. It's pretty much a lifesaver at this point bajaj finance is here as the top loser 11.89% down to 2240 hdfc is here down 10% so massive hits being taken kotak bank is here 8.37% down i think kotak bank was in the green initially um and they've pledged i believe 10 crore or so to the maharashtra government so that's something to take note of uh and tata steel is here as well down HDFC Bank at 831. Once again, down 8.12%. So (coughs) a lot of the important stocks have taken an absolute beating today, which is why Nifty was unable to sustain any higher levels, despite several, several, several attempts being made during the day. If you look at the 10 minute chart, you can see just how many white candles in my case, in your case, green candles are there on the 10-minute chart, several attempts being made during the day, the buyers and the sellers were favorable as well for Nifty. However, it just failed completely to take support. That 13MA resistance really did it very, very dirty. Uh, and it really could not close above the 13MA after 11.20 PM. Uh 11.20 AM, not PM. My my God! 11:20 PM uh, markets aren't open. What is happening? I think this is the effect of recording these episodes too early. So uh, maybe I'll have to reconsider that. Uh, but jokes apart, Bank Nifty now um, it is two advances, ten declines, closing at 18,759, 1200 points down, or six percent in the red. Not really a good sign. Axis Bank, Indusind Bank, only two positive stocks. Indusind Bank was down 10% on open, if I remember correctly. And literally yesterday, I had spoken about how Indusind Bank has been an absolute troublesome uh, little bugger, where it's it just moves extremely wildly. And if you are okay with the volatility and the extreme moves it's probably a good intraday pick I personally cannot digest that much volatility and uh, just just choppiness which is why I don't recommend getting into it or I don't get into it personally. But if you think you can take it then these are the kind of stocks which can really make you a reasonable return uh, if your view if your proper discipline is right. Um, Coming to bank nifty's intraday chart though where is it why can't I see it I think okay so it it so happens that my charting platform's internet has decided to die on me, but that's not a problem. I can stall you guys till the time it loads, so it has loaded looks like my stalling skills were successful, and we are seeing something very similar here happening thirteen m a resistance very linear down. Uh, decline for bank nifty and a lot of positive candles a lot of green candles or white candles on my screen are visible it took significant support at 200 ma something which nifty was unable to do so and then it's just sort of settled right around there it's also right at a, a cip a change in polarity so if you look at 23rd march you can see that that is a cip where bank nifty is resting at nifty is still a bit further away from that 23rd march cip so uh that that cip is around 140 points away, which is not a lot especially because nifty's uh candle at 2:50 pm closing was around 100 points net all things considered which is a massive massive amount coming to the daily charts of these indices we are looking at the clear 13 ma daily resistance once again and this is something we spoke about yesterday that considering that resistance is there considering intraday that resistance held true it is likely very likely that we'll see it holding true uh, on today's open and it did So Nifty right now has filled in the gap that it had created between 25th and 26th March. It's right in the middle, literally the day traded between the gap that was created on those days. Bank Nifty, not so simple. It's taken support at 26th March. March is open, and that gap still remains intact. So that's something to consider. And I had spoken about, uh, you know, my take on the market as a whole, like why I feel that it is not as negative as the number indicates. And the reason for that is, uh, you know, despite the market really uh, going down in a linear fashion, we could see the amount of attempts being made for it to go up and the number of buyers really being steady and strong. So that's one sign now the second few signs that i'll give are not related to the market being positive but are more so related to the market being negative or at least something fishy that is going on so the first part of that is uh you know a there was a lot of uh, leveling happening so basically the future and the spot were sort of lining up and the basis was decreasing so that is why we saw some very choppy moves in the second half of the day or so and that is why certain options would have been moving very weirdly as well now the second part of that is we were seeing the market going up and the option price going down the puts price going down of course but at the same time there were times when the market was going up but the puts price was going up as well so that's something which is a negative sign i think Uh, people are possibly uh, looking at buying when the market is going up buying puts when the market is going up because the puts are cheaper at that time and as a result saving on that initial few cost of the put so that's a reasonable strategy it might or might not have paid off depending on how you would have timed it but that is a possibility that is happening now, another observation that I had during the day, apart from the put prices being very weird, is just how much premium was eaten up by the market, because we were able to see at least a solid 9 to 10 point premium being uh, chewed up in just 10 minutes in one candle. And we, when I say we, I'm talking about my father and I. So that is something uh, very interesting to consider. And if you were a premium buyer, not a premium buyer, but if you were an option buyer, uh, today you would have possibly not made as much as you could have or lost money. It's probably either of those two scenarios, unless you have something which no one else has in that case, more power to you. But uh, not the best day for option buyers purely for that reason. And typically, as I've said, Fridays and Mondays are not the best times for option buyers because these things tend to happen uh, i'm not quite sure about the basis narrowing but definitely the delta tends to be very low and uh, the the thing which really stuck out to me was how even for a put the delta was positive which is an extremely odd thing to see and this was in the last 15 minutes of the market where we could see the option price going up and uh, the puts price going up not the option price the puts price going up And the underlying price also going up. Of course, this was a momentary thing. It was not very, uh, you know, consistent. But at the same time, it's very interesting to see how two otherwise inversely related instruments are performing. So, uh, you know, in tandem, so to speak. So that is my uh, view on the market as a whole. And that's my analysis for Nifty and Bank Nifty. Let's move to my trades. So my trades were two puts and the reason why I got into them is because I understood uh, based on what we've seen in the past few days and such that this is possibly going to be a linear fall in the price even though it is making attempts to go up. So that really did happen. We are seeing the market uh, nifty because that is the trade that I took. We're seeing nifty down 380 points. I'd possibly taken uh, the trade right around open. So I'll help you with uh, the underlying price as well at that time. So I must have taken uh, the put at approximately when the underlying was at 8489. And from there, it of course, increased for a bit, made a high of 8576. So a good, you know, 90 points or so up from my cost. My option price was probably 10 to 20 points in the red. So I was like, okay, there is still a CIP right there. So there's a chance it takes resistance from there and take resistance. It did. It went down. It fell down fairly linearly, as I said. But the thing is, my option price never even went to cost. And you have to understand just how wild this is. Imagine Imagine the price falling 200 points or more and your option is still around 20 points or so in the red. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. These far OTM options can be like catching falling knives because in the past, uh, an 800 to 900 point uh, OTM option has given you a reasonable return. My option this time was a 7500 put and a 7000 put, both of them uh, 7000 put, it was too cheap to not not get into to not get into the possibility even a five rupee increase would have been uh, I think a 25% ROI which is a very good thing so I got that and the 7500 put it was purely a signal-based one I can't afford to get into anything which is more expensive than that and in the past it has worked till around 15 to 20 points or so so I got into that and uh, you know despite all that being said and despite all that being done and despite all that working in the past few weeks today it just did not work at all because as i said despite 200 points uh despite a 200 point fall in the underlying the option price really did not move in fact it depreciated by a bit and i feel this is best described when we look at uh, the chart of the option and the chart of the underlying side by side and i'm doing that right now and you can see that it is not even remotely close and if you if you're if you're not sure what you should be looking at just open the chart and you'll see basically you want to match the direction of uh, nifty's fall inversely with the direction of the put and what you see here is the direction is the same ideally because nifty um closed at you know a price which is uh which is lower than the open the put should have closed at a price which is higher than the open it only makes logical sense however the theta decay was so high that it ended up closing 52 percent down there was a decay of 52 percent and uh, this was just the the you know on paper decay obviously the the legit decay must have been higher because uh, you know the price is going closer to the strike so this is just how Um, you know how how biased or how mispriced the option prices were this time of course i do understand that it has zero intrinsic value Uh, but then this has not really happened in the past especially because VIX was not that high today. VIX was in the uh, 70-ish region this time. Yeah, 71.47. So despite all that, uh, the option prices took an absolute beating. And this is not just true for intraday options either. This is true for carried forward options as well. Because if you had carried forward puts, you really would not have made as much money as you would have imagined. Definitely not as much as you would have made had you carried forward the same options two or three weeks ago, would have been an entirely different scenario. So I'm not sure what is happening. Perhaps the sentiment of the market is in a bit of a fix, people are really not sure whether, uh, you know, these are the levels that we are comfortable at or not. So that is one thing possibly people are looking forward to the corporate fiscal package that will be announced soon, possibly till then we might continue seeing such mixed range bound, uh, you know, not really as decisive movements, that is also a possibility, so uh again, I'm not really sure what will happen as a result uh It's too hard to say whether I'm long nifty or short nifty, whether I'm bearish nifty or bullish nifty uh, as of now, though things do not look too good for nifty is all I can say again, this is based on whatever we've spoken about till now and the global markets so i I recommend you do your own analysis. And I recommend that you take nice calculated risks and profitable trades tomorrow. Uh, That's it for this episode. Hope you found this helpful and informative. See you in the next one. Happy trading.